right, it's the uh, MBM Podcast. I am back with another episode for you guys. A little uh, journey for those of you wondering who that was, if you don't recall. Uh, I'm playing it because uh, this coming weekend I am getting to go down to Mount Pleasant, Michigan uh, to the Soaring Eagle Casino, and I get to see these guys live for the second time. I've seen them once already in Las Vegas uh, with the, uh, I think he's Filipino dude, lead singer. He does a really good job. <laughs> he... Um, so we're going to go see him again this coming weekend. So that's why I opened with that. So hopefully you guys liked it. I have with me today, right out of the gates, right out of the start, the one, the only Rick Seffrude. He is joining me today in the Tekin studios. I can't forget to mention Tekin. Thank you to them. But of course, thank you to Rick more than anything. Cause this guy right here that's on the show has believed in me and this podcast from the word go. Since him and I first started talking, he's always been really good to me, and he's just, he's done so much, and thank you, Rick, that's what I want to say. Thank you very much. And thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me again on the show, and it's kind of different doing uh, different things with you and growing with you, so it's a lot of fun. Tell me about it. You, growing is, is, I think, almost an understatement. I think what you were doing two years ago back when a few of us from Northern Michigan were saying, Hey, we want some of your foam tires to what you're doing now. I don't think even you would have seen that big of a swing in it. Like I know you had a good product, but I don't think you would have seen doing speed runs, you know, all kinds of crazy foam tires for anything. Like I think you've done foam tires for some vintage stuff too. Haven't you for people like for big, yeah, I've done doing I've been doing a lot of aluminum rims for the old uh, old school guys, um, some old pan cars. That's pretty cool, bringing them guys back to life, and they're really happy with it. So um, my biggest whole deal about this Gone Bananas Racing was always to make a product that people always loved. It's always been custom to what people liked. So. Well, and that's the big key, and, and I know there's going to be lots of people that might listen to this episode uh, because, of course, you're on it, and they want to hear what you have to say. And that's the, the key word, what you said there, was custom. You're doing things with foam that most people can't have done anywhere else. You can't reach out to these other companies that do foam tires and say, hey, can I send you a set of rims and have you mount your foam on it? They're going to say, no, we don't do that. Buy what we make. That's what we do. So yep. I think a lot of people need to remember that, that if it weren't for somebody like you you know, pushing those outer edges and going outside of the, the comfort zone that so many companies stay within, they wouldn't be able to have things like custom foam tires for, you know, an X01 or, or for an X-Max. Like, come on, where are you going to get foam tires for an X-Max, people? Like, like only, Nowhere. Exactly. Exactly. So when you go out there with your, your custom wrapped foam rims and, you go out there and you do something silly or you're trying to set a speed record and you, and you blow one off. Let's remember what you were doing with them before you, cause see, I get frustrated and you know, a little while ago I did a video on Facebook where I told people, stop it. Like just stop being like that. Okay. So <laughs> good old blue screen, but we're back from a brief little restart. Hopefully my computer behaves. I'm going to have to look into why I did that. Um, anyway, what I was saying is just, Stop it. Stop going to the internet and stop making a big deal out of things failing. It happens. We live in a day and age where that is going to happen. And I'm going to say something I would normally not say I'm out. Shit happens, folks. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Now. It happens every day. Well, exactly. Now, 
Rick made Mike and I a set of speed run foams for uh, eight scale buggy and eight scale truggy. Now, Mike and I have no business whatsoever doing speed runs. We have no idea what we're doing. And we didn't manage to blow up foam tires. Okay? So it's, I hate to say this, but 99.9% of the time, it's not Rick's fault. It's really not. And at the speed those rims and wheels are turning at, it is very easy to blow every particle of foam completely off of them and leave nothing there. That can happen. I know it's hard for you guys to believe it, and you guys are saying, oh, this guy's saying it because, you know, he's one of Rick's guys. You're right. I'm partially saying it because I'm one of Rick's guys, but I'm also saying it because I feel it's really the truth. I'm not going to sit here, and I'm not going to have Rick on, and I'm not going to go to bat for Rick if I don't believe in the product. And I'm like that with everything that I use. So stop it. Stop going to the internet and making a big deal out of it. Contact Rick. Rick will normally try and make it right. You don't need to go to the internet and whine and complain about it because Rick will fix it either way you shake it. Just stop it. Drive me nuts with yeah, it. I had one customer, he called me up and said every other F word in the book. I said, dude, I sent you a message three times to send them back. Stop bitching about it. If you don't want to send them back, don't call me. Don't yeah. post it. Well, that, that's just it. So. I wanted to get that out of the way early because it just it it's been driving me insane. Like I see these posts and sometimes I won't even post on them because I just I really just want to say really rude things and I can't come up with something remotely close to nice to say to these people. So I just kind of carry on. It's just it's it's yeah. Rick's doing things for you guys out there that no other company would even think about doing. You know, if you wanted to run another company's tire and it doesn't fit on your vehicle, you are now modifying your vehicle for it to fit if that's what you really want to do. So get over it. It's custom for a reason. And the fact that Rick is even willing to fix them when you blow them off is another small miracle. That doesn't happen. Companies don't replace lipos when you plug them in backwards and you blow them up. They don't. You're out of luck. ESCs. Exactly. You know, you might get lucky once in a blue moon and happen to catch a team manager at the right time and he says, hey, send that ESC in and I'll get it fixed for you. That might happen. But 99% of the time, you're SOL when you plug in something backwards or screw it up. Take some onus. You know, I really like doing a lot of custom stuff. Um, the turnaround time is going to be about 15 days now since... Um, me working 10-hour days. Um, we're doing a huge expansion at our plant, bringing up 50,000 square feet. So we're tearing out offices, taking out training centers to put up all this high bay racking. We need uh, 2,000 pallet spaces. So it's a huge undertaking. Yes, sir. I know all about how much room that's going to require, considering I know my 31-foot trailer fits 14 pallets in it. So, so. just to give you folks an idea. <laughs> but... um. Like I said, if, if you blow a rim off and contact me and I've already told you to send it back for me to look at and you still continue to want to knock my product, then I I don't know what to say. Yeah, I, I just got to pick my head up and move on to the next one. Well, that's so. all. You know what, Rick? At the end of the day, I know you're doing everything you can possibly do. You, you know, you've always given everything you've done 100%. Um, and you're always willing to help. Even when it isn't something that I, I like, I know it. When there's things that you know are not your fault, you're still willing to fix it, and and that says enough in itself. And so, like Rick said, if you have a problem, get a hold of him. If you're gonna go to the internet and bitch and complain about it, and he tells you to send them back, and then you still bitch and complain about it, well, keep bitching and complaining about it because I don't blame for Rick for not fixing it. 
Um, and and that's just that's just the way it's going to be, folks. He's making custom foam tires. So going down that road, you've been working on something new, Rick. Yeah. And, and, and there's going to be a whole bunch of racers this coming weekend using them down in Texas. I'm uh, pretty stoked about that. I finally found a compound that when I mounted it up and spun it on the lathe, I said, this is a compound that Tim Smith would really love. So, And you, and you I, were right. Because I remember him sending me a message on Facebook because he was out running them the day you and I were racing together in St. Ignace. And you'd asked me, hey, what has Tim said about those tires? So I sent him a message and said, hey, what's going on with those tires? And he had sent me the link to the video where he was just talking about these are, these are them. At first when he got them, they were, they were too narrow. He was worried about them being way too narrow. But when he put them on his yeah. car and he went out and ran them, he went, whoa. <laughs> Like he had one of those moments and I've in, in the few years that I've been doing podcasts with Tim, I've seen him have these woe moments and that was a genuine woe moment. So I, I really think you're onto something. I'm excited to get a drag car and get some of these foam tires myself and, and see what they're all about. Even though I don't have a track yeah. to run them on, I'm going to go and spray down some sugar water in a parking lot and run until I get kicked out. Um, when I did those for Tim, I kind of thought the rims are going to be too small and I said, just, try to put them on your car and test them. I don't care about the width of the room. I just want you to try the foam. Yeah. Yeah. So. And that's what he, uh, he had said that in the, the podcast we did after that, that when he felt the foam, it was, he knew it was going to be good. And, and like I said, I'm so ecstatic that there's going to be a bunch of guys on gone banana racing skins foam, uh, out in Texas this coming weekend. Uh, if you guys want to check out any of the action while it goes on, you can go over to the RCDRL webpage. They have the drag track, um, it's like live, um, live updated timing for the race. So you'll be able to see as the rounds go on, how everybody fares out. I know I will be trying to check it out as often as I possibly can to see how Tim's faring. Uh, and of course, Todd, uh, sweetness himself. I love that guy. He is so awesome. Um, I, I love all those guys from California. They've really taken me under their wing, even though I'm not even a local. None of them really know me from a hole in the ground other than Tim. Cause you know, Tim and I talk all the time. Uh, but they've been really, uh, per, you know, accepting of me, what I do. Um, and if you guys have a chance to go to these uh, RCDRL Super Nationals in Texas this weekend, go down there, say hi to Tim, Todd, and all those guys from California. And, of course, to Mike Mercadell and all those guys from the RCDRL as well because they're putting on a great event. And I'm hoping one day to find my Canadian pale rear end down there with those guys. <laughs> I really am. Yeah, I've been doing some tires for a local club in Dubuque, Iowa, and they're really digging the tires too. So, well, it's just I'm looking. your stuff works so well. You know, like I, I was, where was I? What was I doing? I think I was sitting on the couch or something like that, and I was just perusing Facebook like I always do through all the RC groups that I'm part of, and I, I come across you know guys talking about the cost of racing eight scale nitro. You know, that is a class that I want to kind of flirt with and maybe go to one or two uh, races a year uh, kind of deal. Probably one because of the cost of it. But, you know, they're going into the cost of tires for a weekend and this and that. And I'm thinking to myself, it's like, you know, before having Rick's foams when I was racing indoor carpet, like I was going through a set of rubber tires like every three races. And that was racing once a month. So that's every three months I'm going through one set of tires, which most people are going, oh, God, that's not bad at all. You're right. It's not bad at all. But when we started racing at two places, so I was racing twice a month, 
well, now I'm going through a set of tires every month and a half. And, and for me, it doesn't matter where I get them from. If I get them from the U.S., I got to pay exchange. If I get them from Canada, they're more expensive in Canada because of the import fees and everything else. So yep. when, when these foam tires showed up and I started running them and I seen the wear on them, I'm going, wait a minute. I'm only going to need one set of these mother effers for the whole season. <laughs> one set, maybe two, maybe two if I drive like a complete arsehole. But one set, and it's it's been great. You know, it's kind of a double-edged sword for you too, Rick. You know what I mean? Like you make such a great product that you get guys that come and buy one set from you, and then you might not hear from them again for four or five months because <laughs> they don't need more unless they chunk a tire, which, hey, that happens, but. And like I've always said before, I always save all the scraps. I always order my foam wider than the rims. So when I size the foam to the rims, I always bag that stuff and label what it is. And if you have a problem, I can always cut the bat out and glue in a new suction. You actually see my work too. So Hey, man, you, you've done it. I've given you foam tires that I've chunked, and you've sent them back to me, and I go, there's no way he fixed these. He must have peeled the old foam off and put new foam on and then whittled it down to match in size to what I gave him because there's no way he fixed these. So, no, what you, I would love to come down when we're down in that area and see how you do what you do because now that I've been, you know, using your stuff for so long and talking to you for so long, it's now that's, to me, that's kind of the next level. Don't worry, I'll sign whatever liability waiver you need me to so that way, you know, I won't divulge any secrets and... So, it's all good. <laughs> I trust you. Well, thanks. Um, I appreciate that. I'm looking forward to the, the drag racing this weekend, the feedback. Um, I'm also going to be putting on a three-way race series. Um, we're going to call it the Tri-States Gone Banana Series. Um, it's going to start in Iowa uh, October 13th and 14th, I think. Yeah. Um, the Hardwoods is in January 13th and 12th, and then Mark will be the first weekend of March. So, Well, I know for sure I'm going to be at the one in Hardwoods, um, but the one in Iowa, it won't happen for me this year. My, my vacation is the week after it, and i got to start working, more than likely start working nights that Sunday, so there's no way I can make that one happen. Uh, the one in March will always obviously be up in the air because I don't even know what I'll have off for next year. But if I can make it, I definitely want to be there. But I know for sure I'll be at the Hardwoods because that's only like a three-and-a-half-hour drive. So that's easy for me to get to. Yeah, I should be a huge turnout for the Hardwoods when um, Kevin uh, Sheen Shear um, took over and he had that grand reopening. He had 180-some <laughs> entries, so... I couldn't believe the turnout. And then, you know, I I brought a table from home because I was told, you know, make sure you have a table. And I brought my chairs and I show up and, you know, Rick had saved me a seat and it was all nice. And I just, yeah. Like I said, the, the, my whole journey in this, this hobby has been just a, like, it blows my mind when I think about it. You know, only five years ago, really, I started racing them. Maybe six years ago, I really started getting into RC and here I'm sitting and, you know, I got friends from Wisconsin. I got friends from California. You know, I've, I've met some pretty cool people from Iowa, everywhere. Like, I've met all kinds of different people. And it's just, it's crazy because it's like I have these friends that I never thought in a million years that I'd have from all over the U.S. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's fun. Every time I come out, it's a, it's a good laugh with all you guys. And 
you know, I'm kind of looking forward to coming out this year with my Yokomo and having a different car and trying something different. Cause I, I think you're going to really like it. So the guys so. down here that <laughs> signed with, um, Yokomo through uh, Star Collectibles. Um, they're all digging it. They're getting them really fast. So. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know one of the one of the drivers that I know went with Yokomo was Barry. Yeah. Um, and I had an opportunity to meet him when we were in Wisconsin. Funny enough, he was staying at the same hotel that uh, Holly and the girls and I were all staying at. And I got to talk to him that morning. I want to say it was Saturday morning for breakfast. Me, yeah, it had to be Saturday because we drove in Friday. So Saturday morning for breakfast, I got a chat with him, and at the time he was running Associated. Uh, yep. to see him go with Yokomo, and when I made the switch, you know, he was one of those guys saying, you know, good, good, ch- good choice. And I feel the car is probably going to definitely suit my uh, my driving style. And if it don't, I drive it for a year and try something new next year. Who knows? Yep. You know, that's the beauty part. Like, I think it's really cool that all these guys are getting signed to chassis sponsorships, but I've said it before. That's the one that I'm kind of really nervous about because I don't know what to do with something like that. You know, if you have a manufacturer approach you and say, hey, we want to give you a blank amount percent if you run our, our, our platform, and it's like, well, what if I don't like it? Like, can we do a loaner program? Can you, like, give me one to drive for a couple races to make sure I like them first? And, like, this is going to be a good deal for the both of us? Or, you know what I mean? But I'm always, I guess it, when I was sponsored with uh, Team C, uh, I was worried about where I was finishing all the time, too. And then finally I just came to the realization that, hey, I can promote them pretty good. It doesn't matter where you're finishing. You're always helping people out and try to grow the hobby so i look at it like that yeah yeah absolutely and that's that's kind of always been my spin and approach on it because you know i've had people say you know how can how can you be sponsored and i look at them and be like well i don't go to a ton of races i go to a few i don't race great when i go to them because i don't race a lot but what i do do is i do a podcast where i talk about these companies that support me that support the hobby that i love and, you know, any race that I do do go to, you know, I try to promote them as best as I can. You know, look at this, the spring fling. I find myself on the practice day helping a few people get their cars set up with Tekin, you know, and I just started working with Tekin and it was, I felt it would be something I would have normally have done anyway, irregardless of being with Tekin or not. But it just, it felt that little bit more special to me because, you know, Tekin believes in the podcast enough to get behind, uh, behind it and, and support me and the podcast so it's it's yeah it's really cool and then of course you rick you know when when you asked mike and i to be team drivers for you and you know when mike had mentioned it to me in, in a private conversation i said to him I said does he know what he's getting into with this and he goes i think so and i'm like like we're not really good racers and mike started laughing he goes well you speak for yourself on that one i'm like hey i normally finish better than you and of course you know the, <laughs> the back and forth went on from there with it but you know like it's 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 really cool to be um, sponsored. It is. I'm not going to lie. Um, there are benefits to it, absolutely. But I think it's a little more than that. Uh, you know, Tim's talked about it on a lot of episodes we've done of his, and he talked about it in a whole sponsorship show where when you're sponsored by a company, whatever you get from that company, you need to try and give it back threefold. Or, or you know what I mean, to make it worth it because they're they're – incurring an expense on you so you've got to be that better person and i've tried to work on that massively because you know i've had habits bad habits of, of being a loud person on the driver's stand 
for not positive reasons. So I'm trying to switch it to positive reasons and be the funny guy on the stand and make everybody laugh. So that way, when I pull a boner out on the track and cut somebody off and crash them, they're like, okay, well, he's just a dumb Canadian who can't drive his car anyway. They get over it really quick. They don't get mad at me, which is great. You know what I mean? So, but yeah. uh, no, it's, it's this, this journey in RC for me has been incredible and I can't wait to wor- wait to work with you more on this drag stuff. But I'm telling you, I think this weekend is going to be a real telltale weekend. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna I'm, we're gonna know some information by Friday because they have test and tune on Friday. I'm pretty sure. So we're gonna see some preliminary numbers, I think, from some guys. Uh, Todd should be getting his tires today or tomorrow, hopefully today. That way he can get packed up and go down with Tim, or if he's driving down himself or flying, I'm not sure. But. I believe they fly out tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. And then. Um, I got some guys down in Florida. They're testing some tires there for me. Um, Craig, oh, I suck at names. It sucks being dyslexic. <laughs> but anyhow, I got a couple guys down there, and I got a handful of guys sending me their old drag rims to reskin. So uh, it's a good, good vibe. So yeah, because there's a lot of guys that don't have a tire truer, and sometimes they go to guys that have truers at the track and. But I don't know if some of them guys will refoam their tires for them. So. Yeah, well, so, and that's kind of funny enough, you, you mentioned not having a tire tour, because I know that's obviously, if drag, if you get into drag racing, apparently the big ticket item to have is a truer in order to make sure your tires are always the best. See, I have a better solution for that. I'm just going to talk to my wonderful sponsor and say, hey, can you send me like three sets and I'll offset cost here and that way I can send you one or two back and still have a set or you know, work this yeah. exchange program so that way I always know I'm going to have decent tires in my box. But for me, I think I'm honestly going to need one or two sets to start off with. For the most part, it's going to be me putting out a post on Facebook saying, hey, I'm going to be at this parking lot on this day from these hours to this hours. I'm bringing my Traxxas timing system bring whatever you got. I'm going to have a couple of demo units out there to show you guys what this is all about and just kind of go from there and see what happens. You know, if guys get into it and want to do it, uh, I'm going to have them on. I'm going to talk to JD about coming on the show. Uh, I was showing you Rick about them uh, before we started recording. He's doing this short course street eliminator is the class it's called. And they're basically taking like a two wheel drive short course truck and they're getting those Parma uh, like muscle car bodies and putting them on there and, and changing the, the track width and everything like that to the the car, like narrowing the rear ends to put, you know, big meaty tires to make them look like a drag car, like a modern day, like street, drag yeah, street car, like kind of like how, you know, Big Chief and like Murder Nova, those kind of cars, you know, you get the crow in that. Uh, they have that street look to them that they're still street cars, but they got those big fat tires on them and they go quick. So I think that's a really cool class. I would love to see that happen. I think that's a class that you can build a, a nice rig for under 400 bucks. You could probably even find a, go to a couple uh, flea markets or something and find an old rust um, slash truck, two-wheel drive truck, and do it too. Well, but I think some of these, they must be putting buggy rear arms on them to get these wider tires to fit under them. Well, so, so yeah, funny you say that because I did talk to JD and he said, like on the slash, for instance, that I guess if you put the bandit rear end uh, on the slash, it narrows it up enough that you can put the big meaty tires and they fit underneath the body and and everything like that. So, uh, like I said, I'm going to have them on and we're going to do like a whole breakdown for everybody. Uh, I know for some people might have seen this coming that I'm kind of getting into the drag racing. What I'm trying to do right now is give myself something to do in the summer that's easy to do. And like I said, I'm going to run it Street Outlaw style where I'm just going to pick... <laughs> 
pick a parking lot that's good. <laughs> I'm going to spray down a bunch of sugar water. I'm going to run with everybody until somebody shows up that's a security guard and says, you can't do this here. And then we're going to pack our stuff up and go find somewhere else to go. Um, <laughs> Sounds like a good time. <laughs> and if it catches on enough, then maybe I'll try and find a permanent location. That way we can have somewhere to go and play and know we're not going to get in trouble for it. Uh, that might steer some people away. Well, where's your sense of adventure? What are they going to do? Charge us for playing with toy cars in a parking lot? Well, our bad. See you later. But, you know, come on. Yeah. So. I, and people, some of these um, places, they just don't like no noise. You know, they just want to quiet all the time. And I've been down that street before. T- tell me about it. So. The, the local RC club here, which, you know, Rick, you're you're kind of versed in the story. I've I've tried not to drag it out too much with everybody because the reality is this. It's a crappy situation. It doesn't look good for the club talking about it. It doesn't look good for myself talking about it. It doesn't look good for anybody involved talking about it. So it's one of those things. It is what it is. It's in the past. Move forward. So the local yep. club is trying to get access to a uh, tennis court uh, that's just down by my house, actually, in the park, right by my home. And uh, they had one of those community information uh, nights a couple weeks ago close to us. And, you know, I let the president of the club know, hey, I'm planning on attending. Uh, I'm going to be there to support the club because at the end of the day, I've only ever wanted good things for the club. I've wanted the club to succeed. Um, And I just wanted to let him know because, unfortunately, when things changed, I was kind of caught in between because, you know, the, the struggle that went on was between my best friend and and the now president, and I get caught because that's my best friend, and I'm going to back my best friend no matter who you are, no matter what the situation is, because that's, that's the kind of person I am. I got your back, 100%. That's, that's, you know what I mean? To a fault, I'm that like that. So, you know, I was on kind of rocky terms. As far as I know, I'm still on rocky terms with them. I don't know. I can't get clarity. I can't comment on anything on the page. I can only share stuff from the page, so I'm assuming I'm blocked from the page, which the kicker in all that situation is, I started that page. Me. That's I did. <laughs> that well, that was me. I started that page, you know. Uh, but it is what it is. I hopefully things can pan out. But so we went to this info session, Rick, and I'm going a long way around. But we went to the info session, and you know, I'm listening to my neighbors of the neighborhood talk, and listening to them. And, and this one gentleman who's in front of me, and he can't, he doesn't see me standing behind him. He goes on to say that he was a shift worker for a lot of years, and you know, for a lot of times he'd have to sleep through the day. And I'm thinking in the back of my head, okay, wait a minute. You're a shift worker. You purchased that home. And the park's been there the whole time you purchased your home. And you're worried about noise in a park. Let me think about that. Why did you buy a house across the street from a park? You know, like, and, and, that was, and that was a big thing for a lot of people was the noise of the cars. They're electric for frig's sakes. They don't make a lot of noise. You're going to hear more hooping and hollering from the grown men laughing and acting like a bunch of children because they're having fun, then you're going to hear of those cars. And that's the other thing I was thinking. You're worried about five or six guys that are going to drive their own vehicles, their cars there, park them, and then go and play with their toy cars. You're worried about the noise they're going to make. But again, you bought a house right across the street from a park. From a park. So what I want to do, and I was joking with my wife, is that I should go and take like you know $700 out of the bank account. And I should go down to the really big local park we have here in the Sioux called Bellevue Park. And I should find parents and say, hey, listen, I'll give you guys $5 to take your child over to Wilcox Park over on Spruce Street in Wilcox and let your kid go nuts for three hours from this time to this time on this day. Could you do that? Okay, cool. Here's five bucks. And go around and find a bunch of families to do that. Fill that park up so much that these people are driven insane by the sound of children playing in that park. 
Like, yeah. I, I don't, I don't get it. And then people were like, well, you know, my kids like to ride their bicycles in the tennis court. Well, it's a tennis court, so they shouldn't be riding their bicycles in the tennis court. They should be going over to the pump track that we have. We have a hub trail, which is a huge paved trail throughout all of Sault Ste. Marie that people can ride their bikes on. They got that. You know, that's a tennis court. At the end of the day, that's a tennis court. So if you don't want us using it to play with our RC cars, then you can't use it for anything other than tennis, in my opinion. And we have True. Ten, and we have 10 tennis courts in, this te- in the city. Ten of them. You know, I've lived on the street for five years. I drive by that tennis court on a regular basis. I've seen maybe a handful of people playing tennis on it in the five years. And I'm even willing to quadruple that number and say there's been 20 people over five years playing tennis over there because I haven't seen them. Like, I'm willing to make that concession. But you're trying to tell me we need to see that tennis court for 20 people to play tennis on it over five years when they can go five minutes down the road and get to a much nicer, bigger tennis court in another park. That's crazy. Right? Like, come on, people. All's the, all these people want to do is play with their toy cars. And I'm hopeful that I'm lucky enough that I get to go play with my toy cars with them and get in more practice because that's all I care about I at the end of the day. I know when I worked third shift, I used to always try to be in bed by 5 in the morning and um, 10 o'clock in the morning there'd be kids outside playing basketball really in the middle of the summertime and trying to sleep. <laughs> I know, right? Like, can't you guys go to school already, please? Like. <clears throat> but that's what happens when you're a shift worker. Like you take part of that when you take the job that you take and you know it's shift work. That is part of what you take into consideration. You want a quiet surrounding. If you're a shift worker, don't buy a house in town. Buy it on the yeah. outskirts of town where there's, you know, bush and forest and all that crap around you instead of suburbs. Like, yeah. and I get it. That's maybe not available to everybody and, and all this stuff. And it. It's just, it, it really drives me nuts. It disappointed me to see that I had so many people that live around me that, that are, oh, I support the club. I hope they can do something, but not there. Then where? Come up with yeah. something better for us then, you know? That's, that's so crazy that people are like that or city boards are like that. It's just. Well, the good news really? is the city is really trying to work with the club and give the club somewhere because that was really the city sat down and looked at a bunch of areas for the club and that was the area they suggested. Um, so I'm, I'm sure they didn't come to that conclusion lightly. I'm sure they did a lot of thinking about it before they offered it. And, you know, they're now they're doing the due diligence and, and talking to the residents and everything like that. And like I said, when I when I called the president and said I was coming, I'm coming for two reasons. One, because I support the club. Two, I would be doing a disservice to my neighborhood, to my community, by not going to a meeting that regards somewhere where I live extremely close to. That's yeah. a direct impact on my area I live in. So, and I feel that it'd be a great thing. You know, people worry with one, one thing was, well, what about the traffic? What if, what if a kid runs up in between two vehicles and gets hit because, you know, people speed up and down that road? Okay. And I, and I, I answered that one. I said to them, I said, well, I said, my opinion on that is a, the speeder is an idiot for speeding by a park. I said two, the, the child's parents who should have been watching their child is at fault for that. Yeah. You know, I feel like I'm only going to be 33 in July. You know, I've been a father now, it'll be 13 years in August. And I've learned a lot being a father at such a young age. I was only 20 when, I, when my daughter was born. But I can tell you this, I've taught my daughter about not crossing in between cars. I've taught my daughter about checking the road both ways and checking back the other way before you even start crossing. You know, and I get not all children are going to know that because they're young. But if they're that young, your parent, as a parent, you should be holding your child's hand. You should be right there. 
It's, it's, yeah. not, it's not rocket science, folks. It's common sense. And I'm a big common sense believer. <laughs> I, I believe in common sense. Like, I really have a feeling in the, the deep part of my heart that, that common sense still exists, even though the world tries to prove me wrong on a daily basis. I'm thoroughly <laughs> convinced it still can, it, it does. Somebody knows about common sense, I swear, I hope. But, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's tough. It's really tough. Well, it's just, you know, I, I know uh, Jim Tollard shared something on Facebook. I was kind of keeping an eye on it. Uh, there's there's this concert, Life Fest or something, that happens every once in a while down in this one area in Wisconsin. And I guess it happens in the same place that there's a track, uh, like a racetrack, like a full-blown car dirt racetrack. Okay. Um, and I guess this Life Fest thing was trying to convince the, the county to get rid of the racetrack and just give the property over to Life Fest so they could build a big stage on it and do all this stuff. And, you know, again, common sense kind of said to me, hmm, how does this work out for the county if they decide to do that? Because LifeFest basically wants use of that property. And until 10 years goes by, the county doesn't see a dime for any other concert that uses that thing. Uh, hang on. So good news is today I've seen that, uh, I guess, right now, as of right now, the racetrack is staying. The county decided not to give the property over or whatever the case is. I'm just paraphrasing it. I don't know the whole story. If you do, check it out, share it send me the information and give me a scalding for screwing it up. But I'm pretty sure I got the gist of it in there. So, but yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of what I going on, but I want to get back into drag racing. You have a drag race car, don't you? Yes, I did. RC motivation. I think it's called. I think so. Or RC. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Innovation. Innovation. Yes. Yes. RC innovations. They are, uh, yeah, Steve. Steve over there at uh, RC Racing Innovations. Um, yeah, I've seen a lot of his videos. I've seen more of his Nitro stuff uh, because I think that's his, like one of his big classes he runs. Steve himself is in the Nitro stuff. But you have one of the electric chassis, right? Yes. I was just uh, I bought it for I could figure out some uh, offsets for different wheels. Uh, I bought a whole bunch of yellow um drag rims and to find out they're two inches wide and the wrong offset and i said i'm gonna have to pick up one of these cars for i can put different bodies on and figure out different offsets for these cars yeah so you can have some uh some do some r&d yep well the good i don't know if i'll actually ever run it but i'm gonna pick up a couple different styles but couple different a couple different bodies for I can figure out the offsets for running the 12 mil hexes and regular drag wheels. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I'll make it even one little bit better for you is that when I happen to see you next, which will be more likely when we're winter racing, I will bring mine with me. So that way you can have a peek at it. And if you want to take it home and do some fitment on it, you will be more than welcome to do it. So that way you don't have to pick up one of them. But, um, yeah, hopefully I can get a body painted. I've been checking for uh, body mounts on eBay, and I ran across a whole bunch of magnetic ones where you didn't have to put uh, holes in your body. I was thinking about going that way. Yeah, yeah. I know. uh, What was it Tim had talked about? There was a reason why Tim wasn't using the magnet ones on the one cell. I can't remember what it was, to be honest with you. But, yeah, he normally just does the screw-down ones. They sell them... uh, I know a couple of websites have them. I think uh, Drag Race Concepts stocks them. Rudis Motorsports stocks them. They're just they're just a screw down post that takes like a little forty forty uh, screw okay. kind of into them. I'll probably be doing that on mine. I know I've got 
Tim sent me a body, one of the Camaro bodies for Christmas, that I think okay. I'm probably just going to spray bomb myself uh, and use that as my practice body. And then the one that's coming with my spec car that I ordered, for, that I'm going to order from uh, uh, Rudis Motorsports, is going to end up going to Matt Hawkinson. And okay. I'm going I'm to let that man work his magic on it. And that more than likely will be the new theme for myself for all my cars. Um, I know I'm going to, yeah. And he's painting the body. You know that big giveaway I'm going to do, Rick, with the, 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 uh, the axial? Yeah. He's going to paint the body for it, too. Cool. That is going to be cool. awesome. I can't wait. And now that I say that, I need to remember to send him the damn thing or it will never get painted. Um, <laughs> you must be getting close to your 1,000 likes. Huh? Um, well, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I had looked at your page before uh, we started recording. Uh, because I wanted to see how many likes your page had, and it looks like your like has got uh, your page has got like uh, seventeen hundred and twenty nine likes at the moment, uh, yep. which, which is com- which is so cool. You know what I mean when you think about it. It's it's a web page for making foam tires. Um, what is this? No, no, sir. Oh, that's interesting. Fair enough. Uh, it looks like the MBM podcast page has where is it? Can you tell that my uh, screen is too far away for me to see anything on? Well, I'm, you might need a stronger prescription. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I think because I'm looking at it as the profile is why it's being such a pain in the butt. Where is it? <sighs> I need to get multi-screens. No, it's horrible. It's even worse when you have too many screens to look at. Then you forget where you put things, and then you're running around, chasing your tail, looking. Did, like, Facebook get rid of it? Oh, I guess I can just click on this button. That would make more sense. Don't mind me, folks, as I try and find things. They don't exactly make it the easiest to do every once in a while. Oh, here we go. Likes. Today, the total page likes is 910. Well, so that means there. that means we are 90 likes away from giving away the Axial SCX102 that's coming with a Tekken motor and ESC, an MKS HBL 380 servo. Uh, it comes with uh, a radio and receiver, a tactic one, like one of the ones you'd get with an RTR um, Axial rig, thanks to Axial donating that. Uh, a listener of the show, believe this or not, Rick, Jeremy Dre from... Iowa has sent a Warren winch and wireless controller for it. Okay. He's a pretty cool guy. Yeah. Tell He's me about it. Cool right? So he sent that that's coming. Uh, Matt Hawkinson is painting the body for it. Uh, Eric vocal over at Viking design works is going to send a diff station, like a maintenance station to, to kind of help you along with that, whether it's holding your phone or working on whatever it is. Uh, I'm. I know. I'm missing stuff. Max Amps is providing a battery. Like it's just my crazy. My brain hurts. Like I need to sit down and write down a list of who all got behind this thing. Cow RC is sending magnetic mats to the winner as well. Uh, so see, I almost forgot about that. Like this thing is gonna be awesome for somebody to win. But that's not. Uh, like that's going to be an awesome giveaway. Don't get me wrong. And that'll probably be the biggest giveaway. I think the NBN podcast will ever end up doing because it's just kind of worked out, which I'm okay with, but,
in 40 more likes, Rick, we're going to give something away from Gone Banana Racing Skins. I think we had yep. talked about it before. So yep. if recall, remind me if I'm correct or not. I believe you said a shirt and a set of drag rims and tires, right? Yep. Drag, drag tires or any tires of their choice. There you go. So that, that's what you're going to have a choice of. So you're going to get a shirt, a Gone Banana shirt. Uh, that one will more than likely be coming from Dutch Oven Designs, right? Yeah. Shout out to Edwin. Thank you. He, he's hooked us up with shirts for a long time. I haven't had shirts made in forever. I really need to get on it. Uh, but yeah, so you're going to get a t-shirt. You're going to get your sh- your choice of uh, foam rims and tires through Rick, uh, which, of course, that's awesome. So that'll be at 950 tomorrow, believe it or not. F- no, not tomorrow. Don't say that. Sunday, at some point, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to put together two videos, uh, one for the 950, one for the 1000. Get them out there. Uh, that way you guys can get them circulating, share it as much as you can. Um and hopefully within a month, we're giving away an SCX-10 too. That'll be crazy. So I might want to send that body out to Matt sooner than later. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> he's going to need it sooner than later. Um, I, most, think, I think he's got like six weeks lead time. I yeah, four to six to weeks. I'll paint my drag body. Well, hey, worst case scenario, worst case scenario, if we give the truck away before the body makes it back, Matt can send the body to the winner. Um, just to let you guys know, Axial also provided a, uh, light bar kit for it that you can build your own light bar and all the lights and the module for that. So that's going to be included with the kit as well. Um, that I more than likely will not put together or put on the body. I'll leave that up to the winner as to what they want to do with it. Um, but yeah, pretty soon there's going to be a video of me finishing it up. Once I get the motor and ESC in, uh, I'm going to put it all together, get it all set up. Uh, so that way it's ready to go for whoever wins it. I am going to be starting my build soon. I know some of you guys might be listening going, well, when are you going to start building that Yokomo? Um, I'm waiting on a servo, uh, from MKS. Uh, I was very specific about the one that I wanted. I wanted the HV 1250. Um, so I'm waiting, uh, patiently because just Thomas didn't have any at the moment. Uh, so he said he wouldn't have some for a couple of weeks and I said, I'll wait. So once I get it, that's when that's going to happen. A proper unboxing video, all that wonderful stuff will be done. I'm going to do a time lapse from the unbox to the finish of the build. Um, I'm going to ha- I'm going to be ordering Tekin stuff for it. I need motors and ESCs. I got to send my motors to Rotor Ron, have him dyno tune them. Because guess what, Matt's doing this year, folks. I'm going to stock race this year. Why I will never be able to tell you, but what the hell? Try something different. I know in the Gone Bananas series races, um, I'm doing away with the 4x4 short course and adding the 17.5 buggy class foam tires. Uh, the rules will be the same as last year. Um, any tires, you don't have to buy tires for this event. You can, and I won't have a rubber tire separate class. You'll have to run together. So, Yeah, which is, you know what, listen, truth and reality is, folks, you want to go fast, just get foam tires, get it over and done with. You know, a lot of guys are like, oh, I don't want to spend that for one race. Get over it. Spend it for one race. Put them in a Ziploc bag and hang on to them for the next time you go racing on carpet. Because that's what I do with mine all summer. I keep them put away in a dark place where they stay nice and cool in a Ziploc bag. And guess what? My foam tires are just as good in the, the fall that they were when I put them away in the spring. Yeah. <clears throat> that's one thing I should have mentioned when up at Casey's race. Make sure everybody ziploc them and put them in a cool, dark place. So. Well, it kind of makes sense. That's what you do with foam. <laughs> you know, yep. if you want foam to last, that's the best way to make it last. So I've been guilty. Hey, 
the first set of foams I got from you, they sat on my car for like three months after that last <laughs> race before I decided to put them in a Ziploc. And I still raced on those things for half a season after that. Yeah. So <laughs> it just helps. But so you kind of like the idea of me um, poking you about helping you get to a thousand likes on, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's definitely been, uh, been a bit of a drive. You know, I didn't think, you know, I, I talked about it before when Mike and I started, when Mike, myself and Jim started this podcast, doing it together, you know, we had talked about what to do. You know, we were giving little, doing little giveaways here as we hit 50, hundred likes, stuff like that. And that kind of all happened pretty quick. Like we were giving away things at one point where I was like, Hey guys, we got to slow down because I don't know if I can afford another 40 bucks on a Canadian on a shirt for somebody. Like I'm, I'm going poor over here. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we had said, you know, maybe at a thousand likes, we'll give away a kit or something silly like that. And I know I had said that. And then I said to myself in the back of my head, what have you done? You idiot. But here we are close to a thousand likes and I'm going to give away way more than I ever thought, like way more than I ever thought. So if I don't do another giveaway for like, you know, another thousand likes, you'll understand why when you see this thing finished, like it's, uh, it's going to be pretty good. But I know companies like Cow RC, Gone Banana Racing Skins, you know, they've gotten behind us before. I'm sure they'll want to do giveaways with us in the future. So we're not done with giveaways at a thousand. Don't worry, folks. We'll have more and it'll be simple. Follow the instructions on the post. That's how you'll be entered to win. I got to get that number generator because I just think about doing something at 2000. Yeah. Yeah. You could do It's pretty easy. You can go to random.org or you can go to like, I Googled the wheel one when we did the, uh, Rotoron giveaways. It's, okay. it's, it's pretty simple stuff. You got a son that would be able to figure that out for you pretty quick too. Uh, I'm, I, he's, he's getting married. So, um, he's not at home no more. So. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he's getting all grown up. He's 28 years old, about time. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I, hey, listen, if there's one thing I could go back and do, go back in time and do, was probably stay at home for a few more years than I did. I ain't going to lie. I would have. Yeah, I, I was kicked out of the house when I was 16, so I had to learn everything the hard way. Yeah, me too. I decided at uh, 17, turning 18, that I knew the world, and I'm going to do this, and... I figured I figured I figured it out, don't get me wrong, but man, that was not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. My my slogan isn't stay in school, kids. My slogan is stay at home, kids. It's cheaper. <laughs> Way cheaper. Yeah. So uh, I got a couple questions here from a couple of listeners, and the first one is from Jeremy Dre, and it's for me. He goes, for Matt, which is better representation which is a better representation of Canadian culture? The Red Green Show or Trailer Park Boys? And, you know, Rick popped in there, and I believe you said uh, the Red Green Show, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to lie to you guys. If you take the best of the Red Green Show and, like, the best of Trailer Park Boys and you kind of mash them together, you get close to Canadian culture. We're not – yeah, no, I can't even say we're not. Yeah, that's pretty much what you get. You get a little bit of Red Green, a little bit of Trailer Park Boys, you mix them together, and that's that's Canadian to me. Both of those shows are overly Canadian no matter which way you shake it, so – you guys are all good guys up there. I enjoy hanging out with all of you, Trevor McCoy. So, well, I have a blast, and you know what's funny, Rick, is I have to. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell everybody this. I was at a local hockey arena doing a delivery uh, two weeks ago, and I decided to ask the manager of the arena, "Hey, how much does it cost to rent this place when there's no ice down?" 
And he goes, well, he goes, if you want it for an entire, like he said, $55 per hour. I'm going, okay, never mind. That's probably going to be way too much. I said, well, is it any cheaper if you do like a whole day? He goes, oh, yeah. And he gave me a price, which was $400. And basically that got you in the night before to set up, got you the whole day. And then the morning, like after, like up to noon, the day after to tear down. I'm like, huh. Well, what about if I wanted two days? And he gave me another price, which I won't go into because it was a good deal and it comes with some stipulations. But I'm going to tell you this. If I can make the arrangements for next year, you very well may see a race being hosted here locally in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Canada by the one and only NBN podcast. I'll be up there. Well, I, that, and that's what I, I, I knew you would definitely be up to coming. Um, and the reason why I, w- I wanted to do one this year, but I don't think I could pull it off and get enough attention to it to make it happen. Um, and I believe they take the ice out um, in May. So we might, we can have it in May, which is very at the very tail end of, of an indoor season. So I might be able to catch enough guys that want to have that one last hurrah before they park their carpet rigs and start doing something else outdoors or, you know, going turf racing outdoors or whatever it is. Um, so I'm hoping to attract some attention that way. I'm going to put some real effort into it and try and get some planning going. The big thing is going to be equipment. I've got to have yeah. some conversations with some people and see where I can get equipment from and who will lend me equipment to run the race. Um, we'll see how that whole thing pans out. I w- of course, I would love to do it locally here with the club locally if they'd want to lend me the equipment to run. And of course, you know, a portion of the proceeds going back to the club for lending me the equipment. Um, but that's going to be the big stipulation. If you're going to lend the NBM podcast, your equipment, you are coming to the NBM podcast event. Nobody's involved other than who I pick to be involved in getting the race going, setting it up that, ex- you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why I say I got logistics to work out. So for those of you guys out there, if you don't have a passport to get into Canada, you might want to do this. Keep your ears open. I'll give you enough lead time to get a passport if you want to come. Um, cause I think it's going to be fun. So Tim, Tim's got a question for you, Rick. He goes, what is Rick going to do after I win the Super Nationals with the ma- his magic foam and everyone wants it? <laughs> um, I'll be pretty swamped. <laughs> You're going to go hide. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll stand up. I'll stand up like I have with every one of my customers that had a problem. One of my tires, I do my best to get them out. Perfect. See, Rick will work his butt off. Just remember, folks, Rick is getting swamped. He's like I am with a lot of you guys know why it takes so long sometimes for Tim and I to do an episode. I can't stay up till 1130, 12 o'clock in the morning anymore and record a podcast with Tim because sometimes I'm getting up at four o'clock in the morning and go to work, which Rick knows this all too well. Getting up sucks that early. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It it never gets fun. Like my Friday morning starts at 4 a.m. So that means my ass is out of bed at 3 a.m. because I'm slow. I don't like getting out of bed and it takes me that long to get out of bed, to get dressed, to get in my pickup truck and drive my butt to work. Uh, which by the way, my drive to work is only 15 minutes. So you guys do the rest of the math on how long it takes me to get out of bed. It takes me 35 minutes to get to work. Oh man. I'd want to shoot myself if I had to drive that far every day. And that's, that's of course with good traffic. Never mind yeah. if you're coming home and traffic sucks. It's 50, 55 minutes home. Oh, I quit. I quit. No. Nope. But anyhow, where I work at, I make really good money, so <laughs> there's no really good paying jobs around uh, Monroe and New Glarus. Yeah, we have New Glarus beer, but <laughs> I just, 
I don't want to work for uh, 15 bucks an hour. You know, I went to school to be a industrial maintenance mechanic, so um, I got to go where some money's out. Yeah, so. no, I I hear you on that, and that's that's the same thing with with me. What I do for a living for for the company that I work for in food service, it pays really well. It's a Monday to Friday gig, weekends off. You know, I just it's it's where I live with Sault Ste. Marie. There are not jobs that pay what I make. And I'm going to guarantee you right now, there's going to be people that say, oh, I'm wrong. No, I'm right. There are not jobs in town that pay what they pay for the education that I have, which is just your grade 12, that, that, that are a Monday to Friday gig. I could go in and get a job at the local steel plant and make just as much, maybe more, but I'm on shift work then. Yeah. So I got to work weekends. I might have to work nights. You know, th- no, 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 no. I'll keep my Monday to Friday gig weekends off. That way I can still enjoy my hobby in RC and, and you know what I mean? And do that. And, and look at Mike. Mike couldn't race all last winter because he started a, a, a you know, a yard care. Well, a, a, a snow blowing, a, a snow blowing, but it's yard care, you know, turned into medallion yard services, which he's doing great at and it's busy, but he's working all the time to make it happen. So he's had to give up some of those luxuries of the hobby and, and get to race and do that and concentrate on making a business for himself and a life. And so it, it, that's, that's, that's why I keep my job because it's, it's great. It sucks having to get up that early, but it's great. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. no, I, I like what I'm doing. It took me 23 years to get to day shift and I just don't want to go somewhere else and start third shift or second shift. Um, yeah. I can get up and do tires on Saturday morning and yeah, no, no, for, for sure. So, uh, let's see here. Josh short, still waiting for the spring fling race recap. Well, I kind of talked about it. There wasn't a whole lot to talk about. I did. All right. I made the a main and stadium truck, which was my third race out with the stadium truck. I've really got to learn how to make it land so I can stop blowing out bearings. (laughs) But other than that, I, you know, I, I did as good as I could. My four-wheel drive buggy fought me all day, but that's because I neglected to do maintenance on it, make sure everything was happy in the front end, and I had some failures, so that didn't go so well. And two-wheel drive buggy, I don't even remember. It was all a blur. It was fun. I had a great time, as I always do there. Um, but, yeah, that, that's that's pretty much it. The spring fling, it was a good time. I got to meet Josh. Josh let me use his radio. That was fun, too. Yeah, I was really proud of you making the A-Main, and then I had that new X-ray uh X, XT2 and I put her in the A main and I was stoked the first first time driving it so and having you in the A main that was really cool I was, was a good time. I, I was stoked and you know it, it's funny is and I, I've said it before and I'm going to say it again when you're marshalling please do your job until the last car is off the, the, the track please because what happened to me in the last heat, now I did well enough, I qualified 10th, even with the, the mishap. But if it would have been any worse, there's a possibility I may not have made the main. And what had happened to me is the marshal walked away from his spot before I was done, and I was on a solo lap on my own at the end of it. My fault, I fell off the tabletop. Totally on me. However, if the marshal was standing where he should have been standing, his back wouldn't have been to my car when it flipped over. And I wouldn't have sat on my lid for an additional three or four seconds until somebody said, there's a car in its lid. You need to go back and grab it. Stay in your places, please, folks. Please stay in your places. For those arseholes like me who fall off tabletops because he doesn't know how to drive his damn truck over top of it. <laughs> yeah, there's... 
over the years, I've had my share of uh, ups and downs. I I don't know. It's just stupid stuff always happens to me. But anyhow, I'm really glad I kind of slowed down, focused on my driving a little more, being more consistent. And it's slowly paying off again. I used to be really fast when I used to race quarter scales and stuff like that. But when you get busy doing tires all the time and all this packaging, I just get a little overwhelmed sometimes, but overall it's been good. Yeah. Well, you know, I remember the first time we met you and we were all racing together and, you know, Mike and I were watching you out there and it's like, holy hell, look at how fast these guys are. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's, it's still incredible. Like when I watch guys like, uh, you know, Jensen and Stanford and even your son, Eric go out there and drive. Like, it's like, holy hell. Like, Okay, can you guys slow down so I can watch? Because I can't keep up with how fast you guys are going. I'm losing my mind here. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, Eric Page just sent me some pictures of his um, new drag Camaro. That thing looks sharp. <laughs> I'll have to share him on my page. So, yeah, it's a really cool hobby. Yeah, it is, it is. And, uh, yeah, like I said... Last comment, it's not a question, but Charles Levesque just wants to thank you, Rick, for the foams. He hasn't had a chance to try them out yet, but they look sweet on the back of his drag pan car. It's one of the guys from Sudbury. Look at that. Cool deal. Yeah, those guys in Sudbury have been doing some speed run stuff and and having fun with that. I've I've been hearing they've been running out of of room for for as quick as they're getting going. So that's always really cool. I love seeing stuff like that. That's kind of why I'm I'm steering away from the whole speed run stuff because there's really nowhere long enough to facilitate that. And what I learned really quickly that, you know, when it was me, Mike, and Jim doing it together, that was enough. Like there was enough with the three of us to do it, but it still yeah. was a little hairy with the three of us. It's something that, you know, speed running on your own is hard to do. You need a good group that want to do it. Whereas the drag racing stuff, you need like 300 foot, of parking lot and you can go and do it by yourself for the most part if you really want to just go out and burn some some passes and get some times and stuff like that so i know as our local fire department here in monticello they got concrete on both sides so i was thinking about going down there and just doing some unprepped if i do get my drag car going or my pro mod so yeah yeah no it'll definitely be cool i I know uh I've, i've had some some toss-ups about thinking about building a full pro stock car or building a pro mod just on the pro stock chassis uh but i think it's still going to be a pro stock it'll be a one cell uh i'll i'll wait for teakin to come out with their esc in the meantime i think like what tim said we're going to do is we'll put a different esc in it with a two and a half turn motor and just turn everything down so that way i'm not burning up the speed control and then when teakin does uh finally drop the new rs uh pro then I'll pick one of those up, put it in, get situated, and uh, run some passes. Try anyway. I think I think about just putting a um, seventeen five in and just put a regular speed controller in with the two cell and just figure out how it launches. Oh, Try yeah. to get it drive straight. Yeah, so. I kind of was thinking about doing the same thing, like putting like that five five, the D four that I have, the five five in it, and just kind of getting a couple passes under my belt, but. Yeah, I'm gonna end up putting a two five in it. <laughs> I'm I'm sure I, if I got get into it more and more, I might do that. But from all the videos I see of a lot of guys doing, 
any drag racing or speed runs, it seems like they could have a tough time getting their cars to drive straight. Yeah, yeah. Well, then that's that's the trick, and that's why I'm glad I know the whole dual rate. You know, you turn the dual rate way down, and then you can kind of, you don't have as much sharp turning, because I know that's where I'm going to get into all kinds of trouble, is it's going to try to get out of, out of shape on me, and I'm going to forget to turn down the dual rate, so I'm going to yank on the wheel, and it's going to go and roll. So, hence why I'm going to paint a body myself <laughs> to, to practice with. And then when I think I have it under my thumb, then I'll put the nice one on. Yeah. I think I'll just put the nice one on right away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah listen, I, I'm saying that that I'm going to paint the other one to put on as a practice body. But what's really going to happen is it's, the practice body is just going to be the placeholder until the painted body gets here. And then the practice yeah. body is going to sit on the shelf looking like yep. a practice body that was never used. Yeah, I'd like to get some of the more some of those aluminum rims from uh, RC Motive Innovation, but man, they're expensive. Yeah, you know, I talked to, I kind of was talking to Tim about that, and I think that's what I will end up doing is I will end up picking up a set at one point or in time or another for the car for this for the time where I'm not racing the car. You know what I mean? Yeah. Send it send it to yep. you have you put on, you know, whatever kind of foam compound you figure that'll just for display purposes, something that I'll just have to kind of put, you know, lighter fluid on every couple of months just to kind of keep it from completely falling apart. Yeah. I've done a few of those rims and I've got to really be careful. Some, if I get too close to the face of the rims, I'll take some of that black anodizing off. So I kind of leave a little extra foam on there. It's, some guys don't like it, but would you rather have me scuff yeah, your rim yeah, up? Yeah, yeah. Do you want marks on your nice rims, or do you want the? Yeah, you'll take the extra foam, I think. For like I, I said, for me, it'll be a display kind of situation. It'll be just so that way, when I'm not racing the car and it's up on the shelf, it looks like it's moving like a like a freight train. Cool deal. Yeah, man. For with sure. Some, with some banana stickers on it. Absolutely. <laughs> Never mind banana stickers. That guy, Matt Hawkinson, will paint it into the paint. Yeah, I've been checking his work out lately, too. Dude, he does some stellar stuff. He put up uh, uh, a, a body the other day that was a super bright green, and that's it. That's my green. That's the green that I've wanted with my white and orange all along. That's the green. Was that that pro mod or uh, drag body that yeah. was a challenger? Uh, that looked really sharp. I, I think so. It was the it was the green one. It almost looked like kind of like had a low rider because it had some gold outlining in some of the stuff. Oh yeah, dude, it it was slick. But that's the green. That's what I said to him. I said, dude, that's the green. That right there. You remember how I said I wanted bright green? That's the green, dude. So, um, cool uh, deal. I'm I'm super excited about it. But yeah, so we, we, we've gotten a decent little show in, and, and I don't know, do you got anything else, Rick? Uh, I, would, I just want everybody to have fun. Whatever yes. you do, just have fun. Like I said, if you have a problem with my tires, talk to me. If I asked you to send them back and you don't send them back, don't bash me. I did my part. See? See, folks? It's that simple. If you go on the internet and you act a fool, and Rick steps in and says, hey, send them to me, let me look at them and you refuse to send them in, go away. Just stop. It's over. He's giving you, he's doing more in my book than I think he should. In my opinion, when he's making these foams for speedrun, he should send them with a little note attached to him saying, there is zero warranty. You blow them off, it's on you. 
But he's he's standing behind his product, which is what every manufacturer should do and does most of the time. And he's a stand-up guy. You guys got to give him an opportunity to fix it um, before you go out there and bash the crap out of his product. I just found out the other day, uh, Benson Pace in New York, uh, I think he ran 165. He hasn't yeah. sent me a message, but I've seen a clip. Uh, it looked like 165 on uh, his uh, display. Yeah, yeah. No, I've I've seen him there. It's, uh, I think it was last year Mike and I actually had a Skype conversation with him while I was driving uh, night shift. Uh, Mike had called him and, uh, he, he's a pretty cool dude, you know, and he, he's, he thoroughly believes in your product and he's done some, uh, some awesome stuff with the gone banana racing skins time and time and time again. So when you guys go out there and you say Rick doesn't know what he's doing, but there's a guy running, you know, uh, plus 160 mile an hour on Rick stuff. I think Rick knows what he's doing guys. I'm just saying so. <clears throat> but there's a couple other guys saying they ran 168 on other product, but <laughs> I haven't seen no videos of it. So. Uh, that's 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 the internet for you, my friend. Keep a thick skin about it. But, I, of course, I want to say, Rick, thank you very much, of course, from the bottom of my heart for always supporting the podcast, for supporting me and letting me enjoy this hobby as much as I possibly can and giving so much to the hobby that I love so much. Thank you for coming on the show. And, uh, yeah, I think that's about We're it looking. for us. You bet. Thanks for uh, having me on. I'm looking forward to your 950 and your 1000 giveaway and 2000. There might be uh, big deals coming out of Gone Bananas Racing for somebody. Ooh, so so stay tuned to his page too. I'll make sure I share it on my page. Uh, Hopefully this show will be up, I think, maybe by tomorrow, folks. I might edit this thing as soon as I hit stop, put in the commercial, which I'll put in where I screwed up. And my computer crashed, which, hey, my computer hasn't crashed again. Yay. Yay. It did at the beginning, but (laughs) it hasn't done it again. So that's the good news. Uh, But, yeah, I might edit this thing up, get it up for you guys so you can enjoy it for this upcoming weekend. Hopefully, maybe it'll get some play at the the, the Nationals. That would kind of be cool. Um, But, yeah, so thank you, Rick, for coming on the show. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Make sure you go to Gominana Racing Skins on Facebook and check them out. Give them a like. Give their page a share and do all that. And then don't forget to check out the other supporters of the podcast, Team Teak and Racing, MKS Servos, Cow RC, uh, Max Amps, uh, and, of course, Tim Smith. Make sure you go over and check out his page, our page, the TSR RC Speed Shop podcast page, uh, because I'm not going to lie, because of Tim, a lot of things have went very well for me over the last few years uh, because I've gotten the, the Tim Smith rub. Holy, are we partying? Um, I want to wish everybody, I had somebody just called me. I want to wish Tim and everybody at the drag racing and down in Texas, um, best of luck. And I hope my tires hold up and looking for great things from everybody. So good luck. Have a great weekend, everybody and go fast. Sweet. All right, folks, take care. Thanks for listening. And we'll uh, talk to you soon. There you go. Guess who's back?
Machines. No hearts, but at least we're machines. 